Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. Where are the business opportunities for venturing and investing in Vietnam? Vietnam is forecasted to be the fastest growing ASEAN economy this year and a non-profit association that we're speaking with today expects it to post a 28% year-on-year growth. So if you're a Singapore SME looking for opportunities because you know that in 2021, Singapore contributed a total investment capital of over 10 billion US dollars, representing some 34% of the country's total investment capital. Well, we got you. Where are the opportunities? Is it e-commerce, retail, fintech, emerging industries like renewable energy? Well, it's all of that and more. Sing Viet Impact Ventures is a newly registered non-profit business association uh, which forges business ties between Singapore and Vietnam. The association works with local businesses and government. Executive Vice President of the SVIV, Joe Tan, joining us this morning. Joe, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Michelle. How have you been? Good to speak with you. So I'm curious, where is investment from Singapore heading towards in Vietnam? Which sectors or assets? Well, I I just came back from uh, Vietnam just two days ago. So Mm -hmm. I'm happy to report that I went to three of the provinces from north to south. Uh, Actually, I started off in Hanoi and then moved to Da Nang and then Ho Chi Minh City just to have a look at how the situation is post-COVID. And maybe I could share a little bit from Hanoi. I think for Hanoi, the focus is still pretty much on manufacturing, property development, shipping and logistics in the Haiphong region. And of course, uh, the typical retail, import-export uh, and all. Um, the emerging one in Hanoi, I would say, are three key categories, education, energy, agriculture, and of course, technology. And of course, when we move down to the central side in uh, Da Nang, uh, we can start seeing tourism picking up again, uh, retail as well. And of course, they're building actually a new port to enhance their shipping capability in Da Nang. And of course, last but not least, in Ho Chi Minh City, the popular area where a lot of Singaporeans visit, we have the traditional retail property development, import-export services and agriculture areas that are opening up to uh, investments from Singapore. All right. So it looks like a whole host of investment opportunities. What are you most excited about in terms of sectors or assets? Well, I, I think the retail, as, I mean, personally, because I'm from retail, I'm, I'm very excited about how retail is going up, uh, mm. opening up to foreign investment. Mm. Um, another one that I think really interesting for uh, investment is really property, property and land. So I think Vietnam uh, is really opening up to Singapore investors to come in and uh, acquire land and even property spaces within their country at each province. But one thing I want to share with the investors in Singapore, if you're interested to go in, you must understand that as a Singapore investors, you will only be able to have the land and the property for up to 50 years. That is a very important insight. Thank you very much. Actionable insight for our listeners. So understand that SVIV members venturing to Vietnam have come back with some great learnings. What are some common pitfalls and things to look out for when doing business with Vietnam, do you think? I think the main perception that we have is in a way Singaporeans traditionally are very used to us being a hub, being extremely developed. And then we kind of subconsciously bring that culture to Vietnam as we work there. I think the culture uh, is growing. Uh, I would report to listeners that actually Vietnam, a good more than 50% of the population are youth. And which means that in the next five to 10 years, you see a little bit of a revolution, evolution of the working style that's coming out to modernize Vietnam. Um, but however, saying that, it, it is also, it's also important to caution that actually it's, Vietnam is still within their own culture and it's important for us to go and embrace the culture, work together with the local and, and really get past 
those traditional issues that how business was doing, for example, you know, beyond beyond the legal finance registration matters, language is an issue, um, employment as well. Uh, these are issues that I think Singapore investors or entrepreneurs should consider when they enter uh, as potential pitfalls. Let me get some personal insight from, from mm. you, Joe. Um, we hear that personal trust is really important in many parts of, you know, emerging Asia, trust being key to good business. Are, are third-party introductions a necessity for Vietnamese uh, culture when it comes to doing business? Absolutely. I think it's a little bit more apparent in the North, where in Hanoi, where people prefer to know you very well, to take time to warm up to you. Uh, and then uh, they, once they know you, actually, the culture will be that they'll trust you a lot. And then you'll have a longer, better loyalty in terms of business relations uh, as compared to Ho Chi Minh City, which is really more uh, internationalized, I would say. They're, they're more used to that kind of uh, touch and go and then a quick business transaction type of work. So I think that's some of the difference. Interesting. Uh, when it comes to membership with SVIV, which I understand is a non-profit business association, the Sing Viet Impact Ventures, what, what do members get access to when they join SVIV? Well, I think as a start, uh, SVIV started off because we wanted to give Singapore SMEs a lot more strength. Traditionally, as a small business owner like myself, we, we tend to go in individually and then we try to start our way out in a new country. I think what SVIV does is really to bring in all these SME business together, have a bigger strength, a bigger voice in entering Vietnam and having conversations with important stakeholders like, for example, the government, business associations there and even uh, business groups there so that we can actually be more decisive and at the same time have a better leverage in all the businesses there to go in together and gain a better economy of skills for everybody. Just a couple of facts I want to tick the boxes on. You started in January this year? That's correct. So we took about a year and a half in the, during the COVID period to get our, our association registered through the Registry of Society. It took a while and I think it's uh, the right way to do it because we are, after all, not-for-profit and it's important to be sure that the members are all aligned to support SMEs, uh, Singapore SMEs to Vietnam. Ordinary membership costs about $350 a year, is that right? That's correct. And we allow up five nominees as well to attack to the company. Okay, got it. Uh, How do you help members when it comes to things like, for example, overcoming the language barriers to doing business in Vietnam? So I, I'm happy to share that we build partnership across, uh, even within Singapore and across Vietnam. Uh, as we started off, we are actually in a partnership with the local Vietnamese community in Singapore. We call them the liaison community of Vietnamese people in Singapore. So this group of people are actually local Vietnamese based in Singapore. They actually, since last week, they started a free 10 weeks uh, Vietnamese language course for anyone who's interested to learn about Vietnamese culture. So I think this is one of the ways that we offer members an opportunity to, to know uh, options and ways to cross that barrier. At the same time, uh, in terms of business context, in my recent trip, we've actually met up with several business incubator mm-hmm. associations in preparation to sign an MOU for SVIV. The purpose of it actually is really to ensure that as Singapore business go in, as we try to help them in terms of the legal finance and registration matter, not only that, we want to ensure that they, we have a pool of talent that these Singapore SMEs can tap on and to ensure that they have a sustainable and successful stint at, uh, in Vietnam. Let's turn to a topic close to a lot of our listeners' hearts, investing. How has investing in Vietnam been affected by COVID-19, do you think? Well, I think in general, uh, it has affected everyone globally. I think firstly, everybody started to be a bit more cautious, uh, which is the traditional stance. Uh, everybody started to move towards investing in land and tangibles now, tangible assets now. So which is why buying and selling of land and uh, property are really one of the uh, bigger things that are going on. One of the also one of the challenge that um, I would like to share when I was there was actually there were a lot of foreign businesses that closed down uh, and then they uh, they moved back 
to, mm. to just uh, hibernate for a while and hope for COVID to be over. Mm. And uh, of course, when that happens, the Vietnamese from the rural provinces moved back. So right now, as we move in, as it's March 16, you start to see a lot of uh, business coming back again. In fact, we ourselves and members are also trying to go back in again. And that will mean that in the next one year, a lot of influx of movement from, of local Vietnamese from rural provinces back to the cities and also investment coming in, uh, we will start to see that coming up. So I think on, all is not doom and gloom. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic. So Vietnam has been growing at more than 6% per annum over the last 10 years. It's on track to become one of the top 10 countries in terms of GDP by 2050. What are some of the latest economic trends that you're noticing or market trends? Well, I, I think, uh, as I shared just now with some of the emerging industries that we spoke about, I think a clear sort of indicator that emphasis by, uh, by Singapore to continue to invest and be the top foreign direct investors of investment of Vietnam is quite clear. I think recently, we, in February, we have uh, President Fook, Vietnamese President Fook, who came down to visit uh, Singapore on a state visit. I think in that, uh, in that uh, visit, they actually signed an MOU between our Second Minister of Trade and their Minister of Trade on economic and cooperation. So I think this, this is a sign that uh, there will be continual uh, emphasis and, and uh, interest to support Singapore business to enter the Vietnam market. You mentioned uh, Vietnam has a growing youth demographic. So, um, you know, I can imagine that would be important to a lot of businesses here in Singapore looking to tap that particular age group. Any other reasons you think why we've seen so much interest from Singapore in terms of doing business with Vietnam? I think this goes back to the reason why uh, our uh, we started off as VIV because mm-hmm. I think in Singapore now, uh, I think everybody knows that the standard of living is increasing. A uh, small business owner who wants to expand will usually be caught in a dilemma of whether to over-invest to, step, to open another business or expand their business in Singapore vis-a-vis thinking about moving to another country which is slightly lower cost and also still comprise of good talent that they can engage on. Uh, this is one. The second one is really trying to find ways to outsource services that actually technically speaking we have been doing over the years and i think for now with this growing demographics and this evolution of the youth demographic vietnam looks like the space and uh, i think it's really quite clear and obvious why we need to go in so sviv organization helps members with business matching identifying government funding developing socially responsible business models that's quite a lot um can you help moderate expectations for businesses who may be new to doing business in vietnam what do you say to them so I, I think what is important is that we, we really, really should go in with our eyes open, uh, be able to understand that you're going to Vietnam and respect the fact that you're going to bring your business to Vietnam and embrace working with the Vietnamese. The second point is the youth group is the main uh, bulk that's coming up to the workforce. I think businesses must then be willing to work with this youth community. And at the same time, um, in terms of the language barrier, I think uh, it's also important for businessmen to go in and consider engaging a translator in, in conversation with businesses uh, rather than and, and you know rather than emphasizing that oh you should only speak English and then I'll do business with you. These are some of the potential etiquettes and expectations that I think Singapore SMEs interested to go into Vietnam should possess. Great insight. Thanks for joining us. Sing Viet Impact Ventures Executive Vice President there, Joe Tan joining me in Money and Me. I'm Michelle Martin. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.